Hello friends, you might have noticed us talking a lot about AI and productivity lately. Now it's time to walk the talk. We have partnered with Samsung to show you what their latest and most capable phone, Galaxy S24 Ultra, can do in your busy everyday life. For example, we ourselves are using Samsung's transcript assist capabilities to transcribe and summarize the conversations with our guests. And you can do it too in your meetings. It captures the voice perfectly and you will not need to spend any time trying to distill the essence from the presentation that your boss is giving on synergy, being a family and thinking outside the box, you know, those things. Samsung also offers another cool feature that I've not seen anywhere else, live translate. This means you can call any phone, even a landline from your Galaxy device and it will do live translation to 13 languages, French, Spanish, Italian. We all know many people in those countries don't speak English and now you can book a table in that restaurant in Rome and have full confidence that they actually took down your reservation. And last but not least, you can literally circle to search anything by just circling an object on the screen at any time. Previously, what you had to do, take a screenshot, then you upload it to a search engine, but not anymore. So that jacket someone's wearing on Instagram, just draw a circle around it and your Galaxy AI will find it. So stop wasting your time and brain power on these small everyday things. Head to our LinkedIn page to see how we are using Samsung Galaxy AI ourselves and become a scrappiness machine. Check out samsung.lv as well to find out more. Links in episode notes. As well, like two years ago when I decided that, okay, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to share my story because I really want women to understand that they can do anything. It's ridiculous how little money goes to women-founded companies. It's only 2.7% of VC funding to female founded companies and it, it's not fair especially if we look at the statistics that if a woman starts a company they're more likely to succeed as well following that role model of a like 20 year old uh, stanford like dropout hustling 24 uh, or 25 eight right uh, just going crazy all in at work but then you realize that it's not very healthy because if you don't get, take care of yourself you can't take care of anybody else you should just do whatever you think brings the most value to your company there are all these stereotypes that are making people feel like oh if you're a woman like oh when are you gonna have your kids and uh, oh if you have kids then you can't probably run your company you can't do all of it I have two kids I'm married I am I have my hobbies I take time for myself self-care is super important as a founder I can I can do it all and it doesn't mean that I'm going to lose. I am going to win. I know this. Hello, friends. Pursuit of Scrappiness podcast back. My name is Janis Epps, and I'm here with all the startup cons as always. Whether you're building a business, running a team, or just starting out in your career, we're here to bring you scrappy and actionable insights on how to help you become more productive. First, please subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, for example, that way you will not miss any of the episodes. We come out every Tuesday. And today we bring you part two of a very, very exciting conversation with one of the most accomplished and acknowledged founders in, in Baltics and Estonia. She's been named among ANC Magazine's top 100 women entrepreneurs globally. Uh, the same magazine also named her company as one of the best workplaces globally. She's been part of Techstars, Nordic Business Forum speaker, and uh, obviously, you probably already guessed, we're talking to Crystal Krustuk from Testlio. Please catch part one in our feed. In part one, we talked about Crystal's experience, how she built Testlio into a global success startup. We talk about how it is to sign first big clients, keys to building team and culture. Extremely interesting and insightful episode. Please scroll back in our feed, you'll find it there. 
And now we proceed to part two, where we talk about productivity and success principles, building personal brand, as well as what sacrifices does it require to be successful and how to be successful not only in career, but also in family and private life. All this coming. So we bring you part two. Bringing focus back to your own experience, decisions, like uh, basically I think many people have summarized it in a way that, you know, quality of our decisions, uh, the sum of those decisions kind of make up quality of our lives. And and you now, as we mentioned in the intro, you've been named as among the top 100 women entrepreneurs globally. Uh, It's amazing uh, thing. And the list is, is very strong. And it's like, imagine only 100 people, right, named there. If you look back at your career, what were the maybe few decisions you look back and say that impacted you to be where you are today consistency Mm -hmm. is number one thing that you keep doing what you believe in and you will get the results like obviously during the time of building testio i've been doing it for almost 10 years now right it's gonna be 10 years since i went to this hackathon with marco and one of the key elements is that you need to be consistent like even if it's hard even when you have challenges you just gotta keep going and keep believing in yourself like that's that's number one and obviously Mm -hmm. not quitting is something that will kind of go into the same Mm -hmm. box like even if you have those challenges like just just keep going then second thing like what has gotten me here is that um like the like i would say um not giving up consistency passion right like passion for me is like passion about the industry that i was in and finding that one thing for myself led me to where where i am um today i'm very lucky like i know that a lot of people search for their thing for a very long time for maybe decades even but i was very lucky to discover my passion for software testing when i was like 21 years old um and then third is I want to say that it's like teamwork, like working mm-hmm. with people and because you, you like alone, you can only go so far, but together you can go way, way further along. Um, so working together as a team, uh, getting your, your, getting feedback from your uh, team, getting feedback from your uh, clients listening to them is is crucial for uh, for your success as well so i think these are the three things that i would name out people consistency yeah not quitting always interesting like you need to push very hard you need to be very resilient and, and not give up um but at some time at some point you kind of you might be working on the wrong idea and you might be pushing too long or maybe there's i know a product that you're pushing way beyond it where it should market doesn't need it or maybe you're on the somebody might be in the wrong company and so on and so on what do you say to to as advice to other people when to decide when to keep going and when to reevaluate well the great cure for this is listening to your clients and customer feedback <laughs> in our case it was all about like when we started with uh with building our freelancer network i was a tester myself i knew about the pain points uh, freelancers were facing in different uh, networks and different communities and then on the other side i went to the customer side right and i listened to their pain points i listened to their challenges and this is what has driven a lot of our decisions uh, from testio's inception so this is the key 
Um, but obviously there are different mindsets out there as well. Like Steve Jobs famously said that people don't know what they want, right? Mm. But uh, in our case, uh, we've always kind of pinpointed exactly what our customers' pain points are and then developed our mm. pat- platform and our um, company as as their they need. Well, it's a, this, this good old Steve Jobs and also Henry Ford said, like, if I would ask my customers, they would ask for a faster horse, la, la, la. It's yep. a good good thing if you're trying to, you know, maybe innovate or build one thing. But I think the, the, all the businesses you look at, probably, I don't know, 90-something percent are focusing on a bit different thing. They, they just need a product that the industry needs to run effectively. And it's not like you always need to build a spaceship out of it. You just need to be deliver value to your clients. And your clients really doesn't always need to, <laughs> switch from horse to car they, they they need their business to run exactly you are so right uh, another thing you do you mentioned yourself instagram tiktok linkedin you invest time to build your personal brand which is now a big thing uh, among not only founders but overall people start think more and more like okay i need to be somehow you know recognized online for you what do you think is the importance for a founder building this this personal brand and, and how do you even approach it do you approach it as a as a strategy or is it just a hobby or both well it started out as a hobby and mm-hmm. i felt that as a female founder i have the responsibility to be out there and to show mm-hmm. all the other women and girls out there that they can do it as well i grew up in a very tiny town in estonia with about 2000 people i graduated high school without ever knowing what i wanted to do with my life i i took a chance i went to study technology without having any interest on in it and then 2 years ago i basically realized that we don't have enough role models out there and it's so sad that mm-hmm. um, that we don't have those role models. So I, I kind of took that responsibility, the extra responsibility on my, on my shoulders to share the story uh, to other entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs to show them that, yes, you can do it. And now it's been... I've been very consistently posting on different social media platforms and it's Mm -hmm. become part of who I am at Testio as well. Like for me, when I share my story about starting Testio or, or building a company with my husband, it's, it always leads back to Testio, right? Like people still like make that kind of, um, um, they, they, they know that I am the founder of Of Testio. And so, it's it's not just a personal brand. Yes, I do have a personal brand as well, but everything that I do is for Testio. Like it, the the fact that I share my life so openly is because I I hope that it inspires people to apply to Testio. Um I hope it inspires people to start their companies one day. Um and so this is this is just yeah, now part of like a, an overall strategy. And the way, the more we can get the word out of Testio in the world, the more successful uh, our freelancers will be, the more opportunities they will have. Like there's so many benefits of just uh, sharing those stories. But I know that a lot of founders have decided that, oh, it's just like a uh, an extra effort. But mm-hmm. this is who I am. I really love uh, being out there and sharing those stories and just... Um, helping people to overcome their uh, challenges and their the stereotypes that we are so often led by in this mm-hmm. society. So, 
so yeah, I hope that I can, I can make a difference. And sometimes, yeah, now like a year ago, I think I started experimenting with crazy TikTok videos, right? At first I was so unsure of like, oh, should I, as a, as a founder of a company that has thousands of freelancers, uh, enterprise customers dance on TikTok. But I was like, this is me. This is who I am. And we should always encourage our people when you hire them into your company, you should always inspire them to be themselves. Like you should always be yourself. And this is, if you want to mm-hmm. dance on TikTok, then just, just do it. Like you, you have nothing to hide. Um, and I think that's, it has gotten a lot of like positive, uh, positive feedback. And I think that's what matters in the end. And it has had dancing can sometimes get you into trouble, you know, as uh, as Finnish prime minister can, can attest. Different type but, of uh, dancing, though. <laughs> but, yeah, this was a different type of dancing. But still, yeah. well, we're all people, yeah. like we're all yeah. people. We have nothing to hide. Well, I I hope so that we you don't have much to hide. But yeah, like you should just do whatever you think brings the most value to your company. One one comment here. Obviously, it helps if you have the natural kind of how to say. Well, if you, if you like posting on social media and you liked also before you 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 were a founder. However, as an active activist in this, do you do it in a kind of structured and planned way? And you know, you 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 in your week plan, it's like okay, I will allocate you know this and these and these hours for uh, for my social media posts, and I'm gonna do an Instagram on that day, and then I'm gonna do a LinkedIn post on that day, or it's more kind of morphed into who you are and just like oh there's this situation i'm gonna i'm gonna post or there's both or how, how do you be, go about yeah. it and how much time yeah does it, it does take? take a lot of time and i used to be very reactive and i think it was in august when i realized that my phone is consuming me like i was constantly on tiktok in instagram on facebook like seeing what other entrepreneurs are doing like should i kind of um, um build up on their ideas as well and then I realized that I just need to be myself. And if I don't feel like posting on a daily basis, I shouldn't feel guilty about it. Yes, consistency is important. But at the, at the other end, like you need to be, bring value. And I just don't want to post like a random photo of, hey, I'm standing here in front of my office. Mm. But I want to share stories that are powerful and that are valuable um, to people as well. So I used to... Yeah, I used to be very like consistently like going online. I had my spreadsheet where I was planning my weeks uh, in terms of uh, social media content. But now it's more like how I feel. And if I feel like I have something valuable to share to the audiences, then I just do it. So and I feel that it helps me to connect with people on a deeper level as well, rather than just always being out there. Um, this is just not the approach I decided to take. But I, I really, yeah, like as you said, Uldis as well, I really, it's just very, it comes very naturally for me to be out there. And, but even though at first it took me some time to adjust as well, like two years ago when I decided that, okay, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to share my story because I really want women to understand that they can do anything. It's ridiculous how little money goes to women-founded companies. It's only 2.7% of VC funding Mm. goes to female-founded companies. And it's not fair, especially if we look at the statistics that if a woman starts a company, they're more likely to succeed as well. So there's there's something like 
there are all these stereotypes that are making people feel like, oh, if you're a woman, like, oh, when are you going to have your kids? And, uh, oh, if you have kids, then you can't probably run your company. You can't do all of it. I have two kids. I'm married. I am, I have my hobbies. I take time for myself. Self care is super important as a founder. Um, and so I can, I can do it all. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to lose. I am going to win. I know this. Good that you touched this subject. This one we talk about managing so many things in life, career, family, hobbies, self-care, probably, you know, and, and some relationships with also friends and family. Uh, in addition, I think we all strive for any sort of advice for from your side, how to structure your own priorities. And th- maybe you need to say no to some things, but what are the things that you say no to? And what are the things you definitely don't sacrifice for living a good life and being successful in, in your career? In the early days, I had a lot of trouble saying no, no. Um, mm. Like whenever people invited me to speak at different events, I was like instantly like, oh, this is an opportunity to share the word about Teslio, like I'm going to go for it. But then I realized it started like dragging me along instead of like energizing me. Um, and, um, and then I think at some point, the more responsibilities you have, the more bigger you grow as a company, these priorities just come very naturally, or at least it did for me. And with the kids hmm. coming on the picture, it, totally changed the entire game like you just know that this morning i'm gonna like wake up i'm gonna take my kid to daycare i have eight hours in my office like i can only work on high impact uh things and Mm. so nowadays it's very easy for me to say no to things and i think yeah and and i also want to say that this is again where like i still get invited to different events and some events get a yes from me some events get a no from me and now it's like i i want to have bigger impact so if it's like i I need to present to 10 people then it's very likely that i will say no today but uh, if you have more than 100 then i'm happy to share the story of testio so these are just like examples mm-hmm. but i used to go out there um like i used to take part of everything and and i also felt that people were um they wanted to hear the stories from a female founder's perspective. Mm-hmm. In Estonia, we didn't have too many of those examples. Like I was the third woman from Estonia to ever raise funding um, for a company. So, and I think as soon as I raised some funding, like Estonian press and the media started putting a lot of attention to me, which I'm so grateful for. Um, mm-hmm. I think that has helped us to like um, find great talent uh, to our company and and I will just keep doing it, uh, but it's just a, a little bit different. But yeah, with kids, ki- with kids, a lot changes as well. Like it's just priorities, just, just magic. And nowadays, I think we talk about work-life integration quite a lot. Uh, like Testio, for example, became distributed by design uh, two years ago during uh, yeah. COVID. Um, and now we don't, we have, we still have our office here in in Tallinn, but we decided to be like fully distributed. Nobody ever has to come to an office and we're fully remote, but we have this kind of uh, time zone alignment, right? Like if you have a European team, then you should be here in this time zone. So you have the same hours mm-hmm. um, where you can work because like many years ago when we were in the US, like going to Techstars, um, then at some point we had an office in San Francisco as well as in Estonia and we only had two hours 
to work together as a team. And it was really, really rough. And mm-hmm. so that's why we decided that as soon as we came fully remote, we, we need team members to be within the same time zone. So they would can, so they can work together as a team. And now, like, um, we do encourage a lot of our people, like we talk openly about mental health in our company. We talk a lot about how mm-hmm. can you, um, find this work life harmony because a lot of our people here in our company, like their parents as well. And they love the fact that they have the flexibility to open up, uh, to pick up their kids, uh, from a train station at 2 PM, mm-hmm. uh, during daytime. And it's just wonderful that we can do it now. But again, it has its downsides as well, where people um, don't know how to draw the limits uh, into their like daily schedules. And yeah, that's you dangerous. Don't, uh, that's the thing. You don't, uh, you know, lunch breaks have, have, at least for me, disappeared. Also, you don't sort of yeah. kind of stop that. You know, you don't leave office. Uh, of course, you're used to take your laptop home anyway, but it's a bit different. It takes an effort again to unpack it, unpack it at home. Now it's just like, it's, it's the same. But uh, no, definitely, it's good that you share this example of how to, you know, fulfill your career goals. Yes. But, uh, you know, also do well in family, have, have mental resilience. I think that's the more and more people tr- start to strive for that. I think the success for mm-hmm. last uh, success sort of role model for many years was this super busy person dedicating everything to career forgetting about everything else but also you know achieving a lot uh, i think the role model for a lot of people has shifted in the last few years to and i'm definitely guilty as well like mm. following that role model of a like 20 year old uh, stanford like dropout hustling 24 uh, or 25 yeah. eight right uh, <laughs> just going crazy all in at work but then you realize that it's, it's not very healthy because if you don't ca- take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else, right? So taking that time for self-care, uh, like for example, for me, it's like going to the gym or doing horse riding. It's just essential that I step back from the daily problems and then I can take a look at the big picture. So it's important to prioritize yourself in all of it. And I'm glad that we talk about this in, in today's society, but still yeah. there's, there's a way to go because there are those cultures that expect their employees uh, to work like a lot. But it's not the same. Also, also I think our culture, which is like the bit Western influenced was, was a bit like that. Uh, of course it's different like Scandinavia and also Western Europe is a, is a work-life balance always has been better. Maybe this Anglo-Saxon culture is this, this bit more like, you know, success, hard work. But even now, just to say to people, our generation is very lucky, extremely lucky because we, we talked, for example, with Crystal also before she's now going with her family to Australia. She spent time also working from, from Cape Town last year. And, and I've done the same a lot of the times in the last two, three years. And uh, I'm sure hundreds of thousands and millions of people have done 10 years ago was not possible. Either you show up in office be there or, or what, you know, take vacation. So I think that's a huge, huge benefit of, of the time we live in as well. Future of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't go too far into future. And this has been already an awesome, awesome, awesome show and awesome insights. And I would love to definitely connect again because I think we have so many topics we could discuss. But uh, really, thank you very much, Crystal, for finding a time. I know how time impo- is important to you and, and we really much appreciate this conversation. Thank you very much for sharing this. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story with your audience. 
So thank you. And feel free to reach out to me as well. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to share my experiences. And, and yeah, as I said, I share a lot of my like learnings and challenges uh, through social. So yeah, happy to connect. Awesome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. If you like this show, remember to leave us a rating or review. It helps other people to discover the pursuit of scrappiness.